Hello, I'm Christy Stepso, your midlife maven, and welcome to the Making Your Midlife Marvelous podcast, the show where you can expect to learn, laugh, and maybe even have a good old cry as together we navigate the health and wellness changes and challenges midlife women experience and where you'll also be inspired and motivated to live your best midlife as we address all things nourishment, movement, and wellness with a holistic approach, mind, body, and spirit to help you make your midlife marvelous. In this episode, I'm discussing midlife movement, and I'm excited to welcome my first special guest, my husband, Dr. Torrance Steptoe, MD, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician, who's here to answer your questions that were submitted anonymously over the last week about exercise and movement during midlife. Many thanks to all of you who submitted questions And since quite a few of the questions were very similar, for the sake of time, I combined several of them by the general theme of the question to ensure that all of your questions would be answered. So let's start with a brief introduction of my special guest and let's get into midlife movement. Torrance, let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your practice, And for those who may be just learning about pain management physicians, explain briefly what pain management is. So my name is Torrin Steptoe, and I am a board-certified anesthesiologist and board-certified pain management physician. I've been practicing here in Dallas-Fort Worth for more than 24 years. When I first, or when we first arrived, I practiced anesthesiology exclusively for the first six to six and a half years, and then gradually started getting my pain management practice off the bit off the off the ground. And now, for the past four years, I've pretty much been practicing pain management exclusively. Originally, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I attended Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, for undergrad. I went to Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, for medical school. I did my internship. I did a transitional internship at Tulane University Medical Center in New Orleans. Then I did my anesthesiology residency at Temple University Hospital in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Then I went back to Nashville, Tennessee and did my pain management fellowship at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Okay. And uh, again, for those who are just learning about pain management physicians, tell us a little bit, uh, just briefly explain what pain management is. So primarily I deal with patients who have musculoskeletal issues. So I deal with patients who have chronic neck pain, chronic mid back pain, chronic low back pain, chronic SI joint or sacroiliac joint pain, chronic hip pain, chronic knee pain, chronic shoulder pain. A lot of these patients have been dealing with this pain for several months. Some of it comes on 
out of nowhere. Some patients are involved in motor vehicle accidents. Some patients have traumatic accidents at home. But either way they get it, they come to see me to help them improve their quality of life with whatever they are dealing with. And how do I do that? It depends on what the situation is and what the patient has previously had done before they come to see me. Sometimes it is as simple as doing an examination, taking a history and referring them for physical therapy. Sometimes it involves prescribing some mild pain medication. Sometimes it involves prescribing somewhat stronger pain medications. Sometimes it involves me performing interventional pain management procedures. Sometimes it involves me doing surgical procedures. All of, all in all, though, the goal is to get their pain under better control so that we can improve their quality of life. Okay, wonderful. Uh, now, for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, you're already aware of what's coming, a quote. And I feel this quote is a perfect segue into the Q&A segment of the podcast. And that quote is, it's been said that knowledge is power, but actually knowledge on its own is nothing. The application of useful knowledge, now that's powerful. And I think we're all going to gain some knowledge and get a lot of information on midlife movement through this Q&A section. So let's get started. Uh, Now, when it comes to being active and exercising during midlife, many midlife women are often concerned about injuring themselves, aggravating a previous injury, or just simply figuring out what types of movement and exercises are safe for them to do. So let's learn a few things about midlife movement and exercise through the questions that were submitted anonymously. Question one. What types of exercise, Dr. Steptoe or Torrance, (laughs) do you recommend for someone with arthritis? So my recommendation for patients with arthritis, and this is going to sound somewhat redundant, but it always involves involves low impact activities starting out. So if I have a patient who can walk, but they have some pain, then I say get moving and start walking. If they can't walk because the pain is excruciating, then I recommend swimming or riding the bicycle or trying the elliptical machine. But whatever whatever the, the type of injury or type of arthritic pain that the person is dealing with, there is something that can be done to get them moving. Perfect. Question number two, will exercise make my back pain worse? I've been afraid to work out. So more times than not, inactivity will make your back pain worse by deconditioning your your low back muscles and your abdominal core muscles, as well as deconditioning your heart because of or from lack of activity. So the short answer to that question is more times than not, exercise will not make your low back pain worse. It will, in fact, help make it better. So movement is always best. Yes. On to the next question. Uh, Are there any exercises I can do at home to help with my, again, back pain? So, yes. And as I stated, (laughs) walking, Mm -hmm. um, 
walking on the treadmill, if you have a treadmill at home, is a good place to start because of decreased um, shock to your joints compared to walking on the on the on the concrete or on the pavement. But if you don't have a treadmill at home, you can try walking just around your home, walking around your yard. I, I have a patient who had excruciating back pain, and she said that it was difficult for her to walk down her long driveway and check the mail. And so we set up a goal of, okay, now I want you to walk down that long driveway and to the mailbox several times a day. Then I want you, once you accomplish or achieve that goal, then I want you to walk to the corner and back a few times a day. Then once you master that task, I want you to walk around the corner or around the block. And then once you master that task, I want you to try and walk half a mile. Then I want to see you walk a mile. And ironically, this is a conversation with this one particular patient that I had two or three years ago. And I literally just saw her in one of my offices a month ago. And she we've done some interventions on her, mm-hmm. but she's now going to the track and she's walking several miles several times a week and that daunting task of walking to check the mail down her driveway is now nothing. That's awesome. So baby steps, start with baby steps and continue to move forward. Absolutely. Next question. Are there any exercises I should avoid with fibromyalgia? I was diagnosed with it a few years ago. So I don't think there are exercises that I would recommend avoiding the the hallmark of treatment for fibromyalgia is getting a good night's sleep and aerobic exercise. Mm -hmm. And so although you hurt in multiple locations throughout your body on both your left and your right sides, and it it seems counterintuitive that if I walk, it's going to hurt. But aerobic exercise and getting a good night's sleep are still two of the best things you can do to help treat fibromyalgia. Perfect. Next question. I love to walk outside and on the treadmill. Do you recommend walking and brisk walking for someone with chronic pain? And I think you somewhat addressed this in your answer to a previous question, but to uh, specifically address this, the person who asked this question, should they avoid um, anything uh, or do you recommend walking for someone with chronic pain? So absolutely. I recommend walking for chronic pain. And with um, regards to the question about brisk walking, as long as it does not hurt. And if you can't initially perform or do brisk walking, then slow and easy and then gradually build up to brisk walking. And you don't have to walk. If your goal is to walk five miles, you don't have to walk five miles briskly. You can do interval walking where you walk at a slower pace for half a mile. Then you pick up the tempo and speed for half mile and alternate just as long as you get out and walk. Move your body. Yes. Now, next question. What types of conditions do pain management physicians treat? I think you addressed that in the intro, but um, one of the questions came from a person who has fibromyalgia. Is that something that you treat in your practice as well as conditions like arthritis? 
Yes. Yes. And yes. Okay. I treat patients with arthritis mm-hmm. or arthritic pain. I treat patients with fibromyalgia and there's some pain management physicians who also work in conjunction with oncologists and treat cancer pain. I don't have a large cancer pain population in my practice, or shall I say, I don't have a lot of patients who are referred to me specifically to treat cancer pain. I have a lot of patients with chronic pain who also have cancer. Um, And as I stated in the intro, I deal with a lot of musculoskeletal pain. Okay, on to the last two questions. Um, I've recently recovered from a mild shoulder injury, and I've been cleared by my physician to do light lifting and strength training exercises. As a pain management physician, would you recommend body weight strength training exercises first, or can I just jump into dumbbells? I want to limit my pain and chances of re-injury. So that's a two-part answer. The first thing I would recommend is usually if you're recovering from a shoulder injury or even if you're recovering from shoulder surgery, you're going to be referred for physical therapy. And when you go for physical therapy, you're going to be your skill level, your limitations are going to be ascertained. And then a plan will be put in place for you as to what you can and cannot do and what you should or should not do. So I would not omit that step of going to physical therapy. Now, the second part is if you've done physical therapy, but now you're on your own, then I would absolutely recommend starting with resistance training and body weight training. And then depending on your age and your prior injury activity level, the weight training, I would keep it um, low weight, high repetitions, once you graduate to even get to the weight training. Excellent. Now, the last question, do you believe physical therapy and exercise together is too much for someone with back issues? And we sort of addressed that just in the last answer. (laughs) So absolutely not. It is a hallmark to treatment for patients with back issues. Our goal when we're seeing patients with back issues is to keep them from having to have surgery. Or if they have to have, if they have already had that first back surgery, we're trying to keep you from having to have that second back surgery. So absolutely not too much. Awesome. Well, that's the end of our Q&A segment. And to end the Q&A segment, of course, I have a quote that I would like to share to encourage and inspire you to move your body in a way that's healthy for you. And that quote is, Movement in the right way is medicine. Make sure you move your body properly to benefit and move your mind and your soul. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Making Your Midlife Marvelous podcast. And I hope you found the questions about uh, midlife movement and the answers provided helpful. Uh, Be sure to check the podcast notes below to learn how you can access the Your Midlife Maven fitness and nutrition app and sign up for the seven-day free trial to help you easily get moving and started with an exercise regimen appropriate for midlife. And also there will be information if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there'll be information included on how you can contact Dr. Steptoe if you're looking for a pain management physician. 
And I want to thank my husband, of course, for joining us for this episode. And I look forward to hopefully, fingers crossed, having him join the podcast again in the future. As always, thank you for tuning in and be sure to tune in next week when I'll be discussing midlife holiday health and wellness. And I'll be sharing tips for managing your midlife nourishment and nutrition, movement and fitness, and wellness healthily during the holiday season. So together, let's go live our best midlife and let's make our midlife marvelous.